1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. I'm Ash Bennington. Today, I'm joined by Ben Cowan, founder of Into the Cryptoverse. And as always, views on price expressed by the guests do not represent the views of Real Vision or the host. Ben, welcome back to Real Vision Crypto. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. Obviously, lots going on, lots of volatility. Big picture, Ben, where are we right now?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I, I think we're in a, a fairly obvious place from looking at prior cycles and, and bear markets for Bitcoin. And namely, that area is upon Bitcoin's first lower low. If you remember the last time I, I came on here... Uh, To Real Vision, we spoke a lot about Bitcoin and, and the Bitcoin dominance. Right. And the reason we spoke about that was because we saw that Bitcoin was putting in higher lows, technically speaking. Right. We also know, though, in a bear market. Higher lows are typically not held, and eventually we are destined to put in a lower low. And we talked about how once Bitcoin puts in a lower low, the Bitcoin dominance is likely going to go up. So when we talked about it back then, the Bitcoin dominance was around 42%. Now it's almost 45%. So a lot has happened since then. And the reason why it's gone up is, again, because Bitcoin put in a lower low... And when, when you think about why that would have an effect on the Bitcoin dominance, well, the reason is because once a lower low is set, there are a lot of bulls who no longer can claim that it looks bullish if, in fact, a lower low has, has been put
1: in. Hey Ben, just for a bit of an overview, uh we're filming here on Monday, May 23rd, 2022. Give us a little bit of an overview for people who aren't following the price action as closely as you are on what's happened on price since you've last been with us.
0: Yeah, so I think the last time I came on, you know, it was it was sometime in April, I believe, and and Bitcoin was sort of just putting in higher lows, you know, January it was around 33k, February 34k. And then in May of 2022, it was around 37 or 38K. And we came on, I came on onto Real Vision Crypto sometime before the lower low was set. And the reason we specifically spoke about this was because the exact same pattern played out in 2018. And, you know, namely that pattern is just is higher lows followed by a rejection off the 200 day moving average. The failure to put in a higher low followed by a bottom, a local bottom. And we saw the exact same thing play out, right? We had a low, a higher low at about $1,000 higher, a failure to put in a higher low after the rejection off the 200-day. And then what came after it was a new lower low, which was lower than any of the prices that that preceded it in this same bull market. Like the last time we were at 25K was all the way back in December of 2020. So this is, in fact, our first lower low. And the reason why this is important, and I, I really want to hone in on this, is, um, because I think, I think it's extremely important for people to understand how the altcoin market works with respect to Bitcoin is in 2018. You can see that once Bitcoin put in a lower low, you can see that it was in June of 2018, right? June 2018. But also in June of 2018, if we flip over to the Bitcoin dominance and remember the Bitcoin dominance is just the, the market cap of Bitcoin divided by the market cap of the entire asset class. Okay, so it it shows you how dominant Bitcoin is compared to everything else. In June of 2018, the Bitcoin dominance was at 42 percent, which is exactly where we were just a few days ago, a week ago or so. Right. And when we when we came on to Real Vision Crypto a a month or two ago, we were around 42 percent. And what we said was, look, upon the first lower low by Bitcoin, you will see a breakout in the Bitcoin dominance. Okay, now we have that breakout in the Bitcoin dominance and it's gone to approximately 45%. At the time of this recording, uh, as I make the video right now, the dominance is at 44.83%. But I think the last time we did the video a month or two ago, it was at 42%. Now, if you look to see what followed that, what followed that for Bitcoin in 2018, you will see that the dominance fairly quickly over the next three or four months went all the way up to over 60%. Over 60% in a relatively swift fashion, right? Like we didn't really stop. It was just more or less month over month, the Bitcoin dominance continued to climb. Now, the reason why this is extremely interesting to me um, is normally when you expect dominance to be making moves, you might assume that Bitcoin's doing something, right? Like it's either going up or it's going down. But the reason why this was interesting is because Bitcoin in 2018, after the first lower low was set in June, we just went sideways until November. But it was during that sideways action that the Bitcoin dominance went up so much. And Mm -hmm. the reason the Bitcoin dominance went up was because all of the altcoins slowly bled against Bitcoin and against their USD valuations, okay? Now, in the short term, what we noticed with Bitcoin is that there were some short-term pumps, right? I mean, Bitcoin still had to move back up. I would, if, if we get this move back up, like, like we did in 2018, then I would expect Bitcoin to potentially reach, going back up to the high 30s, or maybe even around $40,000 if we get that similar move after the lower low is put in, okay? So if that happens, you should expect alt valuations against the US dollar to go up, but I would still expect Alt Bitcoin valuations to bleed for for many months to come because Bitcoin is put in a lower low. Therefore, confidence in the altcoin market has mostly been shattered at this point, and it will not return until Bitcoin is starting to look a bit more a, a bit more confident in itself. So, when thinking about this, you know we, we've shown that Bitcoin remained choppy for months to come after the lower low was in for months, but the Bitcoin dominance went up. To over 60%. So what was going down, right? What was going down during that time? Well, first, you can look at the main, the main second crypto, Ethereum. And to just start off with, if you look at the Ethereum USD valuation, what you'll notice is that in 2018, when Bitcoin was going sideways, Ethereum was going down, right? It was, it was right. actually going down quite a lot right here. And therefore... Ethereum's valuation of Bitcoin was also going down. Look at this. This is what I I think it's a really important thing to to show. Bitcoin put in a lower low in June of 2018. The Ethereum Bitcoin valuation was slowly bleeding. And then a month after Bitcoin had put in a lower low, that's when the Ethereum valuation against Bitcoin sort of fell off a cliff, right? right? It kind of fell off a cliff. Now. I'm an Ethereum bull, right? I I love Ethereum. I think it is by far the best layer one out there. And I don't think anything else comes even close to it. Uh, But I also recognize that it's very seasonal against Bitcoin. And you will notice that the Ethereum Bitcoin valuation is in a very precarious position right now, because in the same way that we talked about Bitcoin USD putting in a lower low, and that ended up coming to fruition, right? And because it's a bear market, and then the Bitcoin dominance went higher... I think the Ethereum Bitcoin valuation it's also been putting in higher lows for a while. But because we're in a bear market, I think that this will also eventually fall. And if that falls, the reason it might fall is not even necessarily that Bitcoin's price is going down. It could just be that Bitcoin staying range bound for a few months and and, and and people decide to to go back to either cash or back to Bitcoin until the market looks healthy. So again, You know i'm an ether bull but another way to look at this too with, with regards to ethereum is look at every summer going into the end of the year okay if you look at 2015 the ethereum bitcoin valuation bled from the summer until the end of the year if you look at 2016 again from the middle of the year until december it bled if you look at 2017 the ethereum bitcoin valuation bled during the second half of the year. If you look in 2018, it bled during the second half of the year. The same thing in 2019, it bled during the second half of the year. And then again in 2020, really since about August. So it started a little bit later, it started a little bit later, but it bled going into, into the end of the year. Last year is the first time that it did not really bleed that much going into the end of the year. So I would say that last year... Was an exception to the rule, so I mean it, it's not always going to play out. Of course, last year was an exception, and you know I look at this chart and I, I think that it's more likely that it'll eventually break to the downside. And then what'll what'll likely happen, I, I think, is you know we we have the merge coming up for Ethereum in, in August theoretically, but it, it could be pushed when they transition from from proof of work to proof of stake, but. I think. Ben, the main, why don't you
1: explain just really quickly the significance of the merge uh, and what exactly is going to be happening in August?
0: Yeah, I mean, so you know, if you if you're familiar with with blockchains in general or or for with Bitcoin, you might have heard of proof of work. Okay, and and proof of work is is where this this whole um, conversation related to how much energy is it taking, right? Like this is a lot of politicians talk about that and and, and the, the, how computationally expensive it is to secure a, a, a proof-of-work network like Bitcoin. Okay? Now, I do, I do think proof-of-work is great, but Ethereum is, is looking to transition to proof-of-stake okay? rather than securing it through complex mathematical problems like, like, like with Bitcoin. Right. And, and this has obviously led to the rise in cost of, of GPUs. Uh, it, it's actually going towards proof-of-stake. Um, where people, where, where you have delegators, like, you know, like us, we might want to help secure the network. So we stake our crypto. Um, and rather than rather than securing it through proof of work, it's through proof of stake. Now, one common misconception is not going to solve the gas fees. Okay, so this is not necessarily going to make the gas fees go down. A bear market can make the gas fees go down. But we want to be clear about what it actually is and what it's not. And when when you think about this transition, right, The thing that that has me somewhat worried with the transition from being a proof of work network to proof of stake is that it introduces uncertainty during a bear market.
1: Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.